Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's time for the Garden Wise Show here on Legends 810 with your favorite Garden Wise Guys, Jim Borland, that's me, and Keith Funk, way over there. Good morning, Keith. Hey, good morning. The gang's all here. Yeah, really. I should say welcome back. It's been a, it's been over a month since we've been both together. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It, it, it is kind of. You didn't I, even know which direction I, I, to turn off the elevator. <laughs> and it's usually you that gets confused. I know, that, right? <laughs> I don't know what's going on this morning. Uh, it's still too, well, light is coming up. Boy, are, yeah. day, are, are daylight hours are getting longer. Are they? Yes. Thank goodness. I got tired of that dark. Uh, now I, have, I still have to barbecue in the dark at night. That's no fun. You poor thing. I, Do you not have electricity? <laughs> it's a first world problem, don't you know? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear, dear, dear. But I'm 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 stocking up on wood. Yeah. You know, the last windstorm we had, a lot of our neighbors had some downed stuff, and mm-hmm. they were on saying, "Hey, you want to get rid of some of that stuff?" And some of them say, "I'll sell it to you." They say, "No thanks. I'll go next door where it's free." <laughs> exactly. You can pay somebody to come take it off your property. <laughs> yeah, you pay me to take it off your property. Yeah. So so I've been busy splitting wood. Oh, you have? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. When was the last time you, you split wood? You look pretty wood? jacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you have to think about that one a while. <laughs> when was the last time you split wood? <clears throat> Ever? Oh, Lord. Yes, I have. Didn't like it. Don't intend to do it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although I saw I saw a clever TikTok video of about a guy who took some tires. I think it was two tires. Oh yeah, I've and, seen that. And laid it down, stacked them one on top of the other, put the log in the middle. Yeah. And then when he split the wood, it wouldn't go flying. Yeah, exactly. And he could keep splitting it into smaller pieces. And when he was done, he just picked them up. Picked and took them, them up. Out. Yeah, they were sitting right there. Yeah. Yep. That's a handy that was, thing. That was pretty clever. I, I have, like those little hacks. I haven't evolved yet, so I'm, I'm still doing <laughs> freehand. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot when I was a kid. Our nearby woods, for some reason. Oh, I guess the, the, the local farmer cut a whole bunch of trees because he wanted a bigger field and, and stacked them, stacked the logs. So we went up there with cross-cut saws. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Well, he had, that is old school. Yeah, Dad had you know three boys, able. Yeah, <laughs> not so willing, but able. <laughs> and and st- he was still able oh, to God. manipulate them. <laughs> so we'd cut them into logs and roll them down into the creek and pick them up out of the creek and bring them up to the car, put them in the trunk of the car oh, to take them down the street to street to our house. Huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> take them home and then stack them and then you know over the winter split them up. Yeah. We didn't have a stove or any wood-burning facility in our yard when yeah. I was a kid. Well, we had a fireplace. That's where it all went. In the days, you could use a fireplace yeah. with real wood. Of course, a lot of the people in the town <clears throat> I grew up in, Newton, Kansas, 
you know, you'd have a little sidewalk that goes out to the back of the backyard, and yeah. then there'd be a, a pad, and you'd have this big burner barrel yeah. incinerator, and, and, you'd, yeah. and, and you'd burn your <coughs> trash there. Well, yeah. that, that got illegalified. Yeah, uh, Denver had those. Kid. We had uh, a pad in our backyard. Mm-hmm. The incinerator was gone, but the pad was still there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think everybody had one of those in the backyard. You burned everything. Yeah, yeah. Because there was including no including tra- your front yard. <laughs> there, was, there, was, <laughs> there was no trash pickup. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember burning the grass. You'd, you'd burn, you'd light the lawn on fire in the yeah, spring. Yeah, we, we didn't do that, but there were other things that we <laughs> love to mention over, over the over the correspondence Which, of the. Was looking back when all the junipers planted around the house oh, was a man. stupid thing to do. <laughs> it was. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. We're not talking about. Well, I guess we're talking about plants. We're talking yeah. about trees, cutting them down and burning them. Guess what's blooming in my yard? Manzanita. Well, that too. Oh, I know. I know. I what? know. Tell what? me, I, <laughs> Helleborus. Yes. Yes. I had Christmas roses blooming at Christmas uh, again this uh, year. That's exactly what they should be doing. Yeah. You should be doing. Although they're not roses, they're hellebores. Yeah, they're hellebores. And it's Helleborus niger. Niger. That's the one that blooms at Christmas time. The yep. Orientalis varieties they wait. bloom much later. Yeah, they're smart. They are. <laughs> they're smarter. <laughs> I think. But they can. Th- these guys can really stand up to a lot of abuse. I know. Oh, boy. And stay green. Yeah, beautiful green leaves all winter long. Yeah. Which die in the spring. Yes. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Huh. And mine are starting to self-sow around, which I'm very pleased yeah. about. Yeah, that's fun. Takes forever for them to get up to size, though. Hey, this is a garden show. It's a call-in garden show. We haven't even given out the phone number yet. It's 303-477-2473. Use that number, and uh, and the, and and your voice will come to to Sean. Sean is our board operator, producer, That's producer, full name. We have other names. He, he makes us use, possible. We won't use them on the air here. You could call me doctor. As long as <laughs> Dr. Sean? All right. As <laughs> long as he keeps smiling, we're in good shape on this side of the of the glass. <laughs> oh dear. Oh wait a minute. You were on you were on a vacation. I was. So were you. <clears throat> and uh and vicariously I find out where you were. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how Facebook links us together. It is, I'll tell you. Um Yes, you visited a garden. That's what I was trying to get to in San Diego. Describe the garden, if you would. Oh, Lord. It's How not can anything describe? like ours here. How can you describe it? <clears throat> this yard is essentially palm trees. They hit, oh, by the way, he had one of those big Bismarck fans. Oh, the, the big blue ones. Oh, that gorgeous. They, they're having a, some kind of a borer weevil sort of thing going through and killing fan palms down there. Neonics. And, and well, he's been treating it, but he yeah. did have one spot on there that was weeping out of the trunk. And he uh, said, I hope, "I hope I can save it." He said, "I won't know until the it, it, whether the top falls out or not." <laughs> <laughs> and when when that happens, well, it's too late to do anything. Yeah. But anyway, um, the whole place was done up in succulents, mostly succulents, yeah, uh, and some and proteas. Uh, uh, oh well, yeah, yeah, and grevilleas. What's the common name for those? Uh, they call them oak trees. Silver oak is one of them. That's Grevillea robusta. Okay. I got another story there, but that's for another time. Oh, shoot. There's, a name, there's another name I know them by. <coughs> I looked them up the other day. I, yeah. had, I had a reason to look it up. Did you? Unrelated to anything we're talking about here. But it's an Australian plant, right? Yeah, Australian. Yeah, he had th- this, this property sits on an acre. I should describe it. It sits on an acre. It's on a slope. It's a north-facing slope. And it is a steep 
steep slope. You have he had cut switchbacks all the way across, back and forth across the yard. I can't. I don't remember how many there were, and uh, the whole place was done up to palm trees and agaves and aloes. He's very much into aloes, um, and they're mostly. A lot of them were blooming. Oh, now. a lot of them were blooming. I never realized aloes were so beautiful <laughs> in flower. They are. Compared to the little aloe vera yeah. pathetic little <laughs> things we grow on a windowsill here. There are um, many of them, yeah. Many yeah, there's species. so many tree-sized things that, I mean, aloes that were way over my head. Yeah. And uh, agaves and... And crassulas. Crassulas, yes. Yeah. Uh, might know those as jade trees. Did you know in the UK they called them... Money plants. A jade plant money is a money plant. plant. Huh. I think I've heard that. but Now here, huh. money plant is linaria. Linaria, yeah. Anandia. There they call it honesty. Oh. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. So you have to be careful with, with common names, people. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I can't tell you how many different plants are called money plant. Uh, probably a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But his jade trees that were the size of a VW bus uh, were in full bloom. And... Uh, Oh my gosh, just just amazing. I mean my I'm not a big cactus and succulent person and mm-hmm. honestly he didn't have any cactus. Um they're mostly all succulents, although some of them in the Euphorbia family look like cactus yeah. and they grow up into these thirty foot tall trees yeah. with lots of arms. But um I'm a fan. Now. I've been converted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and bromeliads, I should say. He had yeah, bromeliads. bromeliads would be, yeah. Bromeliads were blooming there, dikeas. Um, had some orchids outside, some epidendrums and cymbidiums that were just planted outside, you know, just planted there. <laughs> and grow. They get less moisture there a year than we do. Yep. Blows me away. Yep. And then he was telling me about certain areas of the garden that he has to make sure that they don't water because these plants don't like water. I said, you don't get any water. What are you talking about? <laughs> really? <laughs> Although they had uh, uh, storms here over the, this mm-hmm. winter sometime. Yeah, yeah. I think reached all the way to San Diego. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. So it was, it was quite amazing to see that. And just all the plants that grow in that San Diego area. I know. Uh, the, the bird of paradise is taller than me. Huge bushes. I mean, dining room table size bushes of... Birds of Paradise in full bloom with 20, 30 yeah. flowers open. <laughs> now, did you come home and walk up your, your sidewalk and, and look around and say, why bother? No, I did not. <laughs> I count my blessings. I try to live in gratitude. Okay. <laughs> and I'm very happy to know that there are lots of things that I grow beautifully in my yard. Mm-hmm. They can't touch. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... I'm trying to think of things in my yard. They could probably grow everything I have in my yard. <laughs> he didn't have any manzanitas. Not one. And I said, well, where are they? California's favorite, uh, famous for manzanitas. Yes. Where are the manzanitas? I'm so disappointed. This is disgusting. The, the big flora of California, and it's, it's a tome. I mean, it's a huge book because they have lots of plants to grow in that big state. Um, I checked, well, it's been a lot of years ago, 55 species. And a friend of mine who lives in, friend actually my wife, uh, lives in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he's become interested in <clears throat> botanica stuff, and he volunteers at their local botanical garden there. And uh, he's gotten interested in manzanita. He said now they're up to over 150 species. 
And then they hybridize amongst <laughs> themselves. Yes, yes. They're, they're a little randy that way. They, they are indeed. Everything's got a name. <laughs> <laughs> and we got, <clears throat> we got about five we can grow here. That's it. Well, I, <clears throat> Jim was telling me uh, that uh, he doesn't have any manzanitas, although he likes them because of their climate down in San Diego. Just, they, they're not, they don't like it there. They oh. went up farther up north where there's more moisture. Yeah. Well, he could go up into the hills uh, east of him and find them. I don't think he was trying. <laughs> okay. Hey, why bother with the <laughs> thousands of other things he can grow? That would take up the space of some aloes he could grow, you know? That's so right. Why bother? <clears throat> he only has an acre. <laughs> I know. Why? An acre in the middle of San Diego. Who wouldn't love that? I, but, I don't know. But the <laughs> temperatures there, I mean, in the middle of winter, 70 degrees during the day, and you had to put on a light jacket yeah, like in the jacket. evening. Yeah. And it's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> really? <laughs> like I said, come Shoot home. me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Just beautiful. Oh, dear, dear, dear. And La Jolla was gorgeous, and Point Lomo was yeah. gorgeous. Really cool. La Jolla. La Jolla? La Jolla. <laughs> <At> Del Mar. <laughs> was gorgeous when i first moved to <laughs> california i was into service <laughs> and i you know i, I want to know everything i can around uh, by places around san diego and uh, i started looking at some of the names of course i don't know didn't know spanish still don't know very much of it and uh, <laughs> i pronounced it la jola <laughs> there's a bunch of other ones like that but now nah, that's not the way they pronounce it people well, we stayed at the del the Dell. Is the Dell, yes. The Dell Coronado Hotel. Mm -hmm. We stayed in the old hotel. Yeah. Uh, this huge wooden structure. I was absolutely petrified. Right on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and it was going to burn down that night. Uh, but I guess it's been there since the 1800s sometimes. So yeah, yeah. At, if it was going to burn, it should have done it years ago. Really? I swam there. Did you? Not in the ocean. Not very long. That I water, wouldn't think so. That water's cold. Yeah. Even in summertime, it's cold. Well, we, had, we had a balcony room that faced the ocean uh, on the third floor it uh, was it was glorious ridiculously expensive mm -hmm. i don't know why but then the gasoline is over five bucks a gallon there mm -hmm. so we shouldn't complain here what are you gonna do i don't know you keep plugging along <clears throat> do the best you can and uh and hope all the people that visit your garden don't go to san diego <laughs> <laughs> Well, they'll see something completely different. Ah, oh, dear. Yeah, that's, right. a, that's a fun place, folks, if you haven't been to San Diego or, or perhaps any place in, on the coast in California. And, you know, 10%, I looked this up one time, 10% of the entire population, no, 90% of the entire population of California live within 10 miles of the coast. I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it one bit. And for the longest time, uh, it, it's changing now, but uh, the people there, they, the, the gardeners there, didn't know or weren't the least bit interested in manzanitas. I don't understand and, that. With 150 species, but they don't grow in on the coast for the most part. They grow up in the mountains. Well, they have plenty of other evergreens to grow there, well, so why true. bother? <laughs> that's true. You know? <laughs> but we're, both of us are, fan, are manzanita nuts here. No keep, kidding. Keep looking for more that, God, they're hard to come by. Jeepers. Well, they got to figure out how to propagate <clears throat> them easily. Apparently, they're a little tricky, huh? 
They can be. Um, I su succeeded very well when I worked at Botanic Gardens with the few species we have here. Well, you had state-of-the-art propagation equipment. Well, at the time, it was state-of-the-art. It's not any, excuse me. Not something the normal <laughs> homeowner has in their basement. And I had a mini tour, by the way, of the Botanic Gardens. Oh, I have another little story here. Folks, you give us a call here. We want to talk about Sean, where's the callers? Really want to talk about what you want to talk about. 303-477-2473. Uh, bringing things back home. Of course, everybody knows about the big fire up in, the, in the, I guess, the South Boulder area, mm -hmm. Marshall and Superior. Um, Fantasy Orchids was almost involved. Yeah, they were apparently they were just within a few hundred feet. Uh, the story I got was that their parking lot was on fire. No. It got that close. Oh, my goodness. And they had, of course, as you might expect, smoke damage Yeah, within the greenhouse. So I wondered, jeepers, what's it going to do to the plants? Anyhow, uh, when, when my tour of the Botanic Gardens, they had just gotten the shipment from Fantasy Orchids, oh. mostly Phalaenopsis for some sure. kind of show they're putting on. And all of them, of course, in full bloom. And the long spikes... I guess they're actually racemes, <laughs> but long spikes of flowers. The bottom flower is fully open, and, of course, it just goes up to just the buds at the very end. Uh -huh. There was a section in that spike that all the buds fell off. Not on the old flowers, open flowers, and not on the newish buds. Everything in this one section yeah. on all the plants. Hmm. Kind of weird. Yeah. They're still usable, but not quite as pretty as that they could be. No kidding. That's too bad. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I just, I wonder what the long-term effects are going to be of the smoke damage to those plants in those greenhouses. They'll find out. Yeah. And, of course, they lost electricity, lost gas. Of course. So they're scrambling. I guess they had some backup stuff, but not like this. So they had to go scramble to find propane and mm -hmm. and more heaters and, you know, more power to them. They, they got through it. So we'll see how they how they fare in, in the future. All right. Uh, anything else going on? Well, let's see. I put a couple of Facebook posts up on our Facebook page. Yes. Uh, You're doing them, some propagation there, buddy. I am. I am. I started. I, I showed uh, some steps on how to propagate coleus. I noticed, by the way, your pictures of coleus and uh, the airplane plant and begonias. Begonias. The you must have taken those with your phone uh -huh. pictures. The, and they're probably all under LED lights? No, most of them <clears> are still <throat> under T5s. Okay, still artificial, if yeah. you will. But I noticed the colors on your pictures were uh, very intense. Hmm, okay. Uh, saturated, I guess, is the is word uh -huh. photographers use. Okay. So it was a nice effect. Well, cool. I didn't notice. Probably because they looked like what I... I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I showed uh, my coleus plants that I took cuttings of in the fall before everything froze, things that I wanted to bring across to next year, this year. <laughs> <laughs> this year now. This year now. Um, and they had grown to the point where they needed to be, let's see, I potted them up. I put a Facebook post of that, too, potting up the cuttings into larger pots. Now the larger pots got big enough to start taking cuttings off of those. Yeah. So I'm starting to propagate my spring crop for that. Uh, my airplane plants, those are easy. You just fill a pot and, and jam an airplane. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's it. You're done. <laughs> You're done. And you leave a little stem. You've noticed that? Leave a little stem on your, on your, on your keki. Really? So you can use the stem as 
something to stick into the soil. Oh, okay. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. And they, they start to produce roots on their way down to the soil. Yeah. While you're sticking them in the pot, <laughs> they're starting to produce roots. Yes. They want to grow that badly. As you stick. Yes. <laughs> and let's see what else. Oh, the begonias. The begonias that I took cuttings of, they needed to be potted up. So that's all on the Facebook page if you want to see how that's done. Uh, my daughter-in-law said that she wants to start coming and making videos of me doing that. Okay. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. Sure. It's free <laughs> for the most part. Once you got the equipment, everything else is free. Yeah. So let's see. What else is going oh, on? Oh, there was another grower in uh, in San Diego. Marco Marco Booman. Polo? Booman. <laughs> another CSU grad. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> um, who, I he's never shown pictures of his entire operation, but you get some sense over now over a year or a year and a half or two years worth of pictures coming on Facebook that it's quite an extensive operation. Single owned, although he does helper, helpers. And I, I, I take it they're, they're just helpers and not full-time employees. Mm. But he grows Saracenias. Oh, yeah, pitcher plants. Venus flytraps mm -hmm. from seed. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this Pilea peperomifolia, which is the the newest craze um what else he got and begonias mm -hmm. he has uh, bred begonias and gotten patents on them mm. so this guy knows what he's doing like and that. a bunch of other stuff and he grows entire greenhouses up and sells them to somebody i don't think he ever told told us who it was and uh, ships them off and starts over again mm. it's kind of fascinating to watch Oh, I have a story about ridiculously expensive houseplants after we take this. All right, break. let's uh, take a break here, and uh, let's hope somebody gives us a call. And here's the number, 303-477-2473, the last four digits, right here on Legends 810. Many of us in Colorado start our spring gardens indoors during the winter months. But instead of using plastic six-packs, choose an eco-friendly alternative with botanical interest recycled paper pots. Made from 100% recycled food-grade paperboard, these paper pots are super simple to use. Just pop them open, fill with soil and seed, and when you're ready to transplant out in your garden, tear the perforated bottom away and place directly in the ground. No root disturbance and no transplant stress. The paper pot biodegrades right in the garden bed for a zero-waste solution to seed starting. They also provide a convenient way to share your seedlings with friends and other gardeners. They come in three sizes, and you can find them at garden centers across the country and online at botanicalinterest.com. It's time to fall in love all over again. Valentine's Day is Monday, February 14th. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we deliver romance. Surprise her at work on Friday and impress her coworkers, or start the weekend off with a special delivery at home for the weekend celebration. We have just the thing to take her breath away. Send beautiful roses and shades of red and pink or a colorful spring mix of garden flowers. It's easy to give a gift of nature. Order online at www.lafayetteflorist.com and see all of our Valentine specials. Call us and speak with one of our floral specialists or stop by. We're open daily. Spread the love. Don't forget a friendly bouquet for Valentine's Day or a special floral hug for your mom and something for him. Choose a masculine floral bouquet or a houseplant for his desk. Guys love flowers too. Lafayette Florist is your one-stop Valentine's Day shop. 
Add a finishing touch with balloons, plush bears, and gourmet chocolates. We deliver next door and all around the world. Order now to reserve your Valentine's Day flowers. Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Contact us at 303-665-5555 or www.lafayetteflorist.com and we'll help you express your love. Happiness guaranteed. And we are back taking your phone calls. Uh, if you give us a phone call, do so now, please. You'll be there'll be no waiting. 303-477-2473. I see the garden centers are getting stocked up with new seeds. Yes, seeds are coming in. Um, pretty well. I guess I don't know if everybody's stocked up yet, but there's enough there that you can go get everything you need for this summer. Do it now. Yeah, I, I imagine there's going to be a run on seeds again this year. Well, more than likely, there always is. You know, everybody needs about 50 packets of tomato seeds. <laughs> God. I haven't gotten that catalog. I don't know if it's still around. Totally tomatoes. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. all it is. Cool catalog full of tomato varieties. Well, I found a, a catalog that I ordered that I'm really anxious to order some plants from because they seem to be fairly reasonably priced. It's called Bluestone Perennials. I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. They produce a nice full-color catalog, and it's free. Bluestone perennials. And they have really cool things like cyclamen and epimediums and other cool things that have caught my eye of, re- of late. So I'm going to be ordering from them. And then if I find anything else, I'll let you know. I don't think I have anything else. That, that's it. Just that? No, I, Bluestone's been around quite, quite a long time. Yeah, they really? Yeah. And then Plant Delights Nursery is another, yes. another catalog that I really enjoy. Yeah. That's out on North Carolina. I think so, yeah. It's on the East Coast somewhere there. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of Zone 6 plants, though. True, true. And then there's one called out of California called Annie's Annuals. Yes. And she has some really cool stuff, not particularly hardy here, but great for a summer pot mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. your other annuals. Interesting <clears throat> things that you may not necessarily find at the garden centers here. And if you're wanting something unusual... Something different that you can brag to your other plant nerd friends. Yeah. You know, see what I have? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. I got that. <laughs> you got that? Hey, bringing it back <laughs> local, we have a grower here in uh, in the Denver area. Mm-hmm. Cold Hardy Cactus, it's called. Oh, yeah, Kelly. Uh, do look them up online and get in their newsletter and find out what their offerings are. Um, the new offerings are out now, and um, they have pictures of Lots of agaves, species, and hybrids. Mm-hmm. Lots of yuccas from all over the western United States. Mm-hmm. And his specialty, of course, is cactus. Particularly apuntias. And apuntias. Which are the prickly pear types. Prickly pear types. And uh, he's done some of his own breeding on those. I'm not surprised. How many varieties does he have now? Um, at, least, at least a couple dozen. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a greenhouse full. (laughs) A greenhouse full. Some of them bloom multiple times during the summer. Yes, and they're all all absolutely stunning in bloom. Mm -hmm. Just don't get near them. And some of them have really great winter interest. Oh, yeah. Purple. Some of the pads just shrivel up and look like they're dead. Yeah. And turn maroon colors in the wintertime. Pretty pretty cool. So look yeah. them up, cold hardy cactus. It's not just cactus. 
No, and it's, it should be his byline, not yeah. just cactus. Yeah. <laughs> he lives actually just down the street from me, and he's got another greenhouse oh, just off Hamden. West probably, about, I'm going to say, could want to want to tour your green. A private tour. A private, yes. Don't want any of the unwashed masses no, in there please. with us. <laughs> we'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might. <laughs> oh, dear. And that's Kelly Grumman's, by the way, who runs that. Yeah. Uh, it's a name, if you're into the plant world at all around here, you, you know the name. Back from the old Timberline Gardens days. Yes. And, and Paulino of, Gardens. Speaking of which, you, you'll notice my T-shirt. Purple. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's taking his shirt off. Oh, God. Nobody needs to see that. Oh, it does say Timberline Gardens. Timberline on. Gardens T-shirt. Ooh. <laughs> I should save this. Yeah, you should. It's a yeah, collector's <laughs> item now. <laughs> <It's really laughs> oh, I was going to tell you about this ridiculously expensive houseplant. Oh, yes. If you go online, there's lots of different <clears throat> houseplant groups out there now. And right now, the b- big craze is the different varieties of Variegated Monstera. Some people call it Swiss cheese vine. And Anthuriums. Oh, my. You've noticed those on Facebook. Holy Moses. We had a, a, I belong to the Denver Orchid Society, and I arranged the, the speakers. Mm-hmm. And all of our meetings, of course, because of COVID, are, are Zoom meetings. Yeah. And this last meeting we had, just this week, we had uh, Daryl Venables, from Tazula Plants, and he specializes in Tolumnia, or if you're an older orchid grower, they are an Oncidium called an Equitant Oncidium, mm-hmm. which is a little dwarf, little miniature Oncidium. Yeah. Beautiful, fun colors. He's a breeder and that sort of thing. And so he, was, he gave us a talk on growing Equitants or Tolumnias. And then he mentioned that he's also into other houseplants, which I knew, um, particularly things like Anthuriums. He sold a plant to someone in Japan. You want to take a wild ass guess? <laughs> $1,500. Oh, Lord, you're not even in the same. Really? In the same orbit. Wow. $55,000 for one plant. I am, I am speechless. <laughs> I'm going to build me a greenhouse. <laughs> he said he, he just recently bought six stock plants that he was going to add to his breeding program. Spent over $100,000 on six plants. What kind of, what possible, do they talk? I mean, what possibly can they, what traits do they have to add to a breeding program that are worth that much money? We'll find out. Until the bubble bursts. Well, <laughs> if he sold one for fifty-five grand, why uh, only you have to sell what uh, two to make up for <laughs> new stock plants? <laughs> now you started us off with monsteras, yeah, which we all used to call philodendrons, but splitly uh, philodendrons, yeah. yeah, and the variegation in those and the prices they are asking for some of those. Oh, ridiculous amounts of money for a rooted cutting with two leaves. Now, by the way. <laughs> Monsters, most people are not into it because they, they get to be big plants. They get to be big plants, yes. And, and in Hawaii, they turn into vines and they climb up 50 foot, 70 foot trees mm-hmm. with giant leaves. It's just that you could live on. Mind boggling <laughs> to see those. Anyway, the point is they're easy 
They propagate. Oh, yeah. And if you've got a couple stock plants, that's all you need at those prices that they're asking for mm-hmm. some of those. I've started to notice in garden centers, maybe you've noticed this at Nick's and I think Tagawa's as well. Some of their plants are in glass cases mm-hmm. that are locked. 65 bucks for a small colocasia. Yeah. That's not, I don't think so. <laughs> now, they had a sale 30% off, and I did the math. Of, I don't think I so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, <coughs> it's just interesting to what, I mean, houseplants are a huge craze right now. I remember yeah, back are. in the 70s, houseplants were enormous. Yep. Terrariums and macrame. Guess what's hot now? Terrariums <laughs> and macrame and houseplants. I had an apartment in Denver. And it was completely filled. All the windows. You couldn't look out the windows. Yeah. <laughs> completely filled with big plants, small plants. When I was in college, we lived in married student housing. That was an experience. And <laughs> you had to move plants out of the way to watch TV. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember getting the Monsteria in, in the local grocery store. And it was on the, on the pile getting ready to be thrown away. It was that yeah. bad. Uh-huh. And I may have gotten it for free. And I took it. I, I can bring it back. And I did. <laughs> it turned into a monster. <laughs> it's like six feet across. Yeah. Giant leaves. Well, I did that at Nick's. Uh, I saw I, that. I fished a, a philodendron I I was, out of the dumpster. I was there. Oh, that's right. You were <laughs> yes. there. Uh-huh. And I think you asked me if I wanted to cut him. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is four feet across Yeah. Now. In my living room. Yeah. It's a beautiful accent For now. Place. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful accent place. Black piece. Black. Oh, it is gorgeous. Yeah. It's a beautiful. It's uh, what we always called them philodendron salomes. Yeah. Which has the big saddle-shaped leaves with the indents all along the side. It's not cut leaf in any, it, by any no. stretch of the imagination. But almost, but yeah. Almost, though. Big, beautiful foliage. It grows like a weed. <laughs> no. If you got a big living room like Keith does, it's <clears throat> it's a perfect plan for there. Yeah, it's got skylights right over the top. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be good. And it'll your dogs, they don't pee on it, do they? They haven't even noticed it. <laughs> no. Have you noticed that about animals? If it's more than six inches above the ground, it's not theirs. <laughs> it's okay. Have <laughs> <laughs> you noticed that about animals, even birds? You change something dramatically in your garden, uh-huh. and the birds come. It's like. Don't you notice that I moved this over there? No. No. <laughs> Same thing with our cat. We move things around. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> no. <laughs> we were all worried about our Christmas trees because this was the first <clears throat> Christmas that we had both dogs. We have two Christmas trees, and then we put, point, obviously, presents around them. Yeah. It was kind of cross your fingers. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> and only, only one present was mangled. Hmm. And it, and then didn't it didn't they didn't hurt the contents just the wrapping, <laughs> okay. Well, only one. I was I huh. was impressed. Yeah, our cat didn't climb up into our Christmas tree. No, which is a good thing. I mean, you put it up and think oh, you have to sit back and wait. <sighs> of course, he came over and had to sniff it all. Of course, yeah, because he there might have been animals around it when he was wasn't there. <laughs> Ours <laughs> had to taste the. We have artificial trees. They had to go and, and bite one of the branches. Yeah. Nope. Don't like it. Okay. Stay away. That That's good to know. Absolutely good to know. Hey, I did, nobody's called us yet. Did everybody Did everybody pass away out there? I see cars moving. 
Yeah. I'm sure some of them have phones in there. So you folks out there in cars, give us a call. 303-477-2473. That's the number to get in here. Indeed. Oh, last week we had, you weren't here when uh, I had Panayoti called in mm-hmm. and was promoting something that's going on. Uh, we'll take place today, I think, at 10 o'clock. Anyway, um, I asked him to talk about his trip to... Patagonia. Yeah, I want to say, that's in Chile? Chile. Uh-huh. Chile. And talk about the Rogulet violets. Oh. I asked, I, I sent a message to Al Gerace over at Welby saying, are you going to start trialing those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but anyway, Penny already talked about... Certain areas there. My people, Rogulet violets. These are these are true rock and alpine garden plants. They're small plants, but they're Rogulet, which I guess refers to the rosette of leaves. There's that, like an that, African violet rosette. That, that's that's perennial. I mean, you're evergreen, and then poking out between the leaves, which are kind of tight, mm-hmm. are these typical violet flowers, just like we have here. Mm-hmm. And they're usually what I can tell. They're usually what four, five, six inches across. Not very big. But Panadier said these, there's places where they are, and I'm going <laughs> to... Get close to the <laughs> so radio. Get close to the radio. I'm showing you. I'm, I'm putting my arms in front of me and encircling the, something that's like uh, almost two feet across. Yeah. Some of them are that big. And the foliage colors and patterns. I, some of them just absolutely perfectly match the background yes. soil... Yeah. Rocky Alpine I had asked them about this. Apparently, they grow in volcanic soil because mm-hmm. <clears throat> they've had, still do, have lots of volcanoes down in that area. Yeah. Um, which I wonder whether or not we could grow those here. They're up in the mountains. Yeah. So I'm assuming they get rainfall of some sort, although I don't know what that is. And the soil has got to be an acid soil. I'm thinking of volcanic soils. Oh, okay. Well, that kind of cuts us yeah, out a little bit. Yeah, that makes us. Unless you have a rock garden that you put artificial soil in, mm-hmm. that'll help. I'll have my sand bank. I still can't sand get Sand man- is alkaline around here. Okay. Yeah. I can't get manzanitas to grow on it. I don't know why. I've scattered seed. I've I, put plants in. Yeah. I don't know what the secret is to growing manzanitas. I have a bunch. Not manzanitas. Manzilias. Oh, Menzelius. Oh, Menzelius. oh, blazing star. Okay, that's yeah, that's that's uh, our typical soil soil around here. I thought they liked really sandy soil. No, no. Oh, uh, every maybe that's my big mistake. Although they they do grow in some species grow in sandy soil, but the the big ones, the Menzelia decapetala, that's got the like giant flowers. And on isn't it. there one deca- um, Menzelia nuda? Nuda. Yeah. Doesn't that grow down around? Colorado Springs. Yeah, probably. And they have a yellow one that grows down there, too. Oh, my gosh. Yellow-flowered one. But they grow in our, most of them grow in our native soil, what we have around here. I have had a bunch of them in my front yard. They don't last very long. They're not a long-lived plant. No. Two years. I I just want to see them. Yeah. I just want to see them in my yard once. That would make me happy. I think I had four or five species, and... uh, they all bloomed at about the same time, same time of the year, I should say. But they bloomed at different times of the day. Oh, the one I want is a night bloomer. That's Decapetala, Decapetala or Nuda. Yeah. yeah. It comes it opens up at, at dusk. Mm-hmm. 
late afternoon even. But the first time I saw it, we were down in Colorado Springs on a family vacation <coughs> with the kids, and we were going to some event. I can't remember what it was. It was near sunset, and we I pulled into this stop sign off the highway to turn down a dirt road, and on the bank was covered yeah. in these big white flowers. I mean, almost as big as your hand, yep. it seemed like. Yep. And it was like, I, my jaw dropped. And I just sat there and looked at it, and cars were honking behind beep, beep, me. <laughs> what is that? They also grow up in the Pawnee National Grasslands. You can go up there and, and visit during the daytime and see all the things that are growing in, in the, on the prairie. And driving by up the roads, you know, I, you see the normal kind of stuff off the side of the road. And you come back at dusk, and all of a sudden the roads have changed. The roadsides have changed dramatically because oh, yeah. all these menzelias are blooming. And you drove right by them and didn't even see them. But coming back, it's just a mass of white. Uh, the place I used to work over at I-70 <laughs> yes, in Peoria. Yes, over there. Yep. On, the, on the side street that I took to get to the warehouse. Covered. Just menzelias everywhere. Yep. They got mowed. And that was sandy soil out there. Yeah. Yeah. And they still bloomed. A little, they were small flowers. I don't know if that was the more environmental or it was the variety or, or species. But they're, Yeah, there's a, there are a bunch of species. And they're, mm, except for one that's yellow, there are a bunch of them. Most of them are just white, cream white. Mm -hmm. But very beautiful. But at night, they really stand out. We need to take a break. And fragrant. Oh, cool. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and there's one more feature I'll tell you about after we get back from this break right here on Legends 810. Plants in general are good for the soul, and many studies show people are healthier and happier when surrounded by plants. You will find a nice selection of house plants and some great pots to add interest to your decor at Jared's Nursery and Garden Center. House plants not only add beauty to your living space, they make it healthier by removing toxins and pollutants from the air in your home. Spider plants, philodendron, dracaena, and peace lilies are just some of the common plants that can be great air purifiers. If you're having trouble with existing plants, the staff at Jared's can help you determine the problem and recommend a solution. Maybe the only good thing about COVID is that it resulted in many new gardeners. Jared's has a great selection of seeds, including heirloom and many unusual varieties of flowers and vegetables, tomatoes, peppers, sunflowers, zinnias, and others. Check out their website, jaredsgarden.com, for classes beginning February 5th to help as you plan for spring. Jared's Nursery and Garden Center is located on West Bulls Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Winter hours are 9 to 5, 7 days a week. They thank you for your support in 2021 and look forward to serving you in 2022. Advertise your product or service with the Garden Wise Guys, the most listened to radio gardening show in Colorado since 1994. Radio talk show hosts Keith Funk and Jim Borland are dedicated to supporting and promoting independent businesses and the products and services you sell. The reason for their success is they help their advertisers. This is a destination show every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m., simulcasting on both a.m. and f.m. People are gardening in larger numbers than ever, and radio advertising is timely, adaptable, targeted, and affordable. Listeners can catch the show at home, in the car, at work, and at play. On the radio, computer, or mobile device, the radio is there. Today's competitive marketplace demands an active medium, and that's radio, capable of stirring emotion, creating demand, and selling your product or service. Contact the Garden Wise Guys now. Email thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. Thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. 
Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 930. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 930 to 1030 on Legends. And we are back on Legends 810, taking your phone calls. I would just follow up on the Menzelia thing. Uh, these are, uh, especially the Decapetala one, which is a giant flower. You know, you can cut those flowers off. And because they are, have Velcro all over the plant, the leaves are Velcroed. Okay. The stems are Velcroed. The back of the flowers, the sepals are Velcroed. Anyway, you can cut the flowers off those, you know, and just put them on almost any fabric. Is that right? And they, and they stay there. No kidding. Yeah. And you can enjoy them for that evening because uh-huh. they only last a day anyway or an evening. That's mm-hmm. it. They're done. Yeah, just one day. One day. And um, so you can enjoy them. You don't need, they don't need water. They don't need anything. They'll last four hours just wow. sitting on your That's good to know. Um, corsage. So if you're interested in this sort of thing, the, the common name of it is Blazing Star or Menzelia with a Z in there. Um, it's an interesting native plant. Yeah, or ten-petaled blazing star. That's the big ten-petaled, the okay. large one. Yeah, and then yeah. So that's yeah. a that's a fun plant. I I've never been able to grow it. I've tried it from seed. I've started it indoors. It doesn't like to be in pots. No, at it all. doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. No. So I've scattered seed in areas where I want it to grow, hoping that it will just come up and. Yeah. No. And I'll have to say this before we get to who, Jim? Is that Jim, yeah. Jim's on the line. Uh, in my mini tour of the Botanic Gardens, I looked through their young plant greenhouses. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And just started pulling labels and reading stuff. <laughs> and I'm hoping a lot of that makes it to their their plant sale. Their Mother's Day plant sale? Uh, and or their rock garden sale, because sometimes they'll Ooh. pull the plants in on that. Do you think we'll have one this year? I asked Panny about that. And by the way, he is uh, the president of the American Rock Garden Society. Yes, I knew that. Because yeah. um, the, the Orchid Society canceled their spring show. Um, like everything else, it's up in the air until you get closer to yeah. the date. Yeah. So he didn't know for sure. It's all in the works. In the works, they say. Yeah. Huh? Well, that's usually in so March, everybody March there, isn't it? Er, everybody ought to get your vaccine so we can get this thing underway. Jeez, I'm tired of this already. I'm more than tired of it. God. All right, we've got Jim out in Lafayette on the line wanting to talk to us. Finally, we got a caller. Yay, good morning, Jim. Hi, I wanted to help you uh, fill up your <laughs> airtime. Thanks. But, yeah, I live in a little house about a block down the alley from Lafayette Florist. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And your show started right when I bought this house. That would be 26 years ago. Yeah, I've almost got it paid off. What? Got us paid off or your house paid off? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, and I try not to steal out of their dumpster. I used to do that, but I felt a little dishonest about it. Um, have, have you met Brian, the owner, Brian Wheat? Yeah, I have. Okay. Uh, next time you go in there, ask him, say, do you mind if I dumpster dive? <laughs> I think he'd say that's okay. Well, then about a block down the street from 
Lafayette Florist, there's a bank. I know. I know the and bank. Mm-hmm. You probably won't find money in their dumpster, though. <laughs> no, but I was in the lobby, and I'm sort of a, a little bit of a plant nut. Uh-huh. Um, and there's this nice-looking spider plant and this tiny little baby. I figure I can yank that off there, and nobody's going to notice. It'll come right back. Well, it sat in some dirt in the house um, for a couple months, and my wife looked at it closely and said, well, it's made out of plastic, you know. It's <laughs> Good one, Jim. That's excellent. Uh, <laughs> one other quick story. I used to live in Laguna Beach out in California. Oh, is that right? Lucky you. So, of course, I've seen a lot of that amazing horticulture out there, but there are two guys that lived uh, not too far from me that were, they had a um, staghorn fern. Mm-hmm. It was outdoors in the biggest hanging basket you've ever seen. I'm probably exaggerating, but it was probably six feet across. Oh, my goodness. And then the two guys, they parted ways. They had kind of a lover's quarrel or something. <clears throat> and one of them took the staghorn. So the whole thing ended up in court. Over the staghorn? Yeah. Oh, my. This probably, yeah, this probably 30 years ago, but a staghorn back then in court was worth five grand or something like that. <laughs> wow. Well, that size of a staghorn, that's, that's, uh, that's impressive. But I don't know if I can add too much more to pad your show. <laughs> well, we appreciate your <laughs> yeah, call, Jim. I enjoy that padding anytime. Okay, you'll hear from me again someday. All right, sir. Thanks, Thanks, Jim. Jim. (laughs) We've all done. I don't know if you have, but I certainly have dumpster dived for plants. You have? Oh, absolutely. When I worked uh, at, uh, I went to school at Colorado State University in the greenhouses, they dumped a lot of stuff, a lot of experiments. When they're done, they don't have any use for the rest of it. Mm -hmm. They just throw it on the dumpster. And a lot of people came by. <laughs> you look out the dumpster, and all you see is people's butts. <laughs> 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 They're hanging over the edge and trying to see where they can get out. Old carnations. and <laughs> Yeah. Well, when I was in junior high, I uh, worked for a greenhouse. I pulled black cloth mm-hmm. after school Yeah. over their carnations, not carnations, chrysanthemums mm-hmm. to get them to bloom. And me and another kid, we would pull all this black cloth and when we were done, I'd go check out the dumpster. And they'd, I always looked for azaleas because they grew a lot of uh, azaleas t- for their floral shop. Yeah. And when they'd go over, you know, well, they didn't keep them. Yeah. So I, I had a, a, like a six-foot planter box in my backyard <laughs> <laughs> well, full, full of these tropical azaleas, you know, that they florist-type azaleas. Yeah. But I was fortunate enough that I had a dad who liked to take care of his kids uh, you know, give them whatever their interests mm-hmm. demanded, and my dad built me a greenhouse when I was in junior high. Cool. And so this this six foot box of azaleas would sit on the floor of the greenhouse that was heated by a freestanding gas heater yeah. that I had to go in and adjust manually at the valve to to heat <laughs> at night. Uh, it wasn't automatic or thermostatically yeah. controlled by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> And so the floor was always, in fact, uh, it wasn't unusual to see frost on the floor. On the floor, sure. Yeah. But the orchids were up on the bench, and they were fine. But the azalea in the winter stayed 
That's what the they needed. Yeah. yeah. And then they would bloom gorgeous. And they were all free. I just added the dumpster. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Uh, yeah. Well, before we get to the top of the hour, we've got Larry out in Parker waiting to talk to us. Good morning, Larry. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. What can we do for you? Hey, you're welcome. Um, well, I remember, if you remember, uh, I'm the guy that's been calling oh, about a year ago about uh, avocado bulb seeds. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, trying, to, trying to grow them inside. Right. I managed to get, uh, after a long time in the, in the water jug, uh, on the toothpicks, they actually sprouted. And they're both, each one of them is about two feet tall now. Excellent. Have you, do you have any avocados on them yet? No. <laughs> no. Plastic ones. <laughs> no, yeah, plastic. <laughs> uh, no, but I notice here one of the, a couple of the leaves are starting to uh, curl. Yeah, they've, they've got kind of blackish streaks uh, down the sides. Yeah, and I've got them in an upstairs south-facing room with a uh, translucent shade that we keep on pretty much all winter. And this room doesn't get a lot of heat because we don't really use it. It's kind of a storage room. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was wondering, any idea what's? I can tell you exactly what the problem is. Okay, I'm afraid of this. Number one, it's too cold. Yeah. Yeah. And number two, there's not enough humidity. These are a plant that like 65, 70 percent humidity. Oh boy. Um, they don't want temperatures below 55, 60 degrees. Okay. And uh, preferably, they like to be up around 85 during the day, and about 70 degrees at night. But the hu- uh, the humidity is what's causing the brownish black edges, crispiness, curling on the on the foliage. The lack of humidity and and spritzing them with a little <clears throat> bottle of water every once in a while isn't going to make any difference whatsoever. You have to raise the humidity in the room or in the area that you're growing those plants. Okay. So if you can move them to a nice sunny window in the main part of your house, where the temperatures are warmer. And maybe uh, have some other plants clustered around them because other plants will give off humidity and help raise that. That will help to some degree, but um, you may end up needing to get a little room humidifier or something like that to grow these. Jim, did you have anything else? I was good. <laughs> I start off by saying it's really not a great house plant anyway. Well, true. <laughs> for, 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 an, for all these reasons that were just mentioned, and there are a couple of more too, but um, it's, it's a tree. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever have you ever seen an avocado tree? Yeah, I've been in California. Okay, uh, seen them growing in the now, wild. Now, what what makes you think that you can grow that tree in your house? Oh, I know I can't. I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not that delusional. Okay, I but, uh, I, I would just uh, kind of for yucks. I, I would likewise ask: Would you would you would you consider growing an oak tree in your house? Um. <laughs> uh, no, of course a not. What a question and for me. <laughs> you can get oak. You can get acorns <laughs> pretty readily. Hey, people grow Norfolk pines in their house. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's just not oh. a great house plant for a variety of reasons. Uh, it's a fun thing to do, and uh, if that's you all I'm doing. Yeah. 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 Sure. I'm not expect. I'm not even expecting really to get any avocados. No, and you, you won't, won't. <laughs> ever. Oh. <laughs> although, although I have to tell you, Jim. Or excuse me, Larry, that um, 
there are some dwarf varieties of avocados that once in a while you'll find them in the garden centers here that, uh, you know, you can treat as an outdoor summer plant and then bring it into a, a sunroom or a greenhouse or a plant room of some kind for the winter. And they stay short. They're grafted. They don't get much more than six or eight feet tall. And you might get a fruit the size of a golf ball. They do produce fruit, <laughs> yes. They will grow. Yeah. They will grow fruit. But, you know, you have to be pretty dedicated to making sure that you provide the right conditions for that plant. Otherwise, yeah. you're just plain going to struggle like you are now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of bearing fruit, the other reason I called was I uh, have a couple of yellow pear tomatoes, the little yellow pears, mm-hmm. tomato plants up here also Oh, that okay. I brought in from, I planted them in, the, in a pot late last summer, mm-hmm. and I never got them transplanted into the garden. Okay. But they did start growing late I, late in the summer. I transplanted put them in pots in the spring, actually. And I grew them from seed, and I brought them up here when it started getting cold, and they've grown. They're about, oh, about three feet tall. Mm-hmm. And they're, bearing, they're bearing fruit. Excellent. They're in the same uh, uh, situation as the avocado plants. They're right here next to them. Mm-hmm. And one of them's getting pretty, uh, on one side, the leaves are starting to turn brown and fall off. And the other side is fine. Well, that's a plant, too, that needs extremely bright light, preferably direct sun for at least half the day. So that, that shade that you're putting between them and the window that isn't doing help. you any favors. Yeah. Okay. And warmer temperatures are always helpful for tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. Especially at night. They don't like cool night temperatures at all. And that's going to slow them down, and you're going to see some problems with the foliage and and so forth so and you're usually pretty spindly as plants in <clears throat> indoors yeah <clears throat> well, these are not that spindly good but yeah they're i know they don't get the best light but i don't have another room where i can really put them okay the wife has the uh main front room window kind of taken over let's say all right. Well, see if you can see if you can't take that shade away from them and give them a little bit more light in the room they're in. That would help. Yeah, okay. it definitely. And the avocado would appreciate that too. They grow out in full sun and you know outdoors. Yeah, yeah. I've been using uh, some of your twenty 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 fertilizer every couple of weeks. Okay, good. On both. Excellent. The tomatoes and the avocados. Uh-huh. So, okay. Well, that's all I had. All right. Just well, I appreciate I your call, Larry. <clears throat> You're welcome. Take care. Glad, glad to be number two today. Yeah, okay. yes, you are. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody, we have to take a break over the top of the hour, and this happens to be the shortest break in our entire history. So don't you go anywhere. If you get up and uh, sneeze, why, well, you'll miss something. So we'll be back real quick right here on Legends 810.